What's going on, Broski? Back once again. That's right. Twice and, in one uh, week. You're going to get sick of me. You're going to get sick you know, of me. That's how it's going to go. Forced against my will. Just let me know. Is my family okay? Yeah, they're fine. They're all right. All right. The kids so got some animal. The kids got some animal. Man, yeah, I can speak. I swear. Animal crackers. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> that fell. That fell off the rails. That's this, all right, but you know it didn't fall off the rails. NXT. Oh my, my God! Christ. We were just talking about what a, what an impressive night they had. Uh, both shows were, were so close in the ratings. Uh, both were were surprisingly low though. Yeah. Because of the news cycle just being so predominantly uh, demanding at this point in time. I think it's funny though they got, uh, and this is obviously not the topic of this video, but we're go- we're going to go on it for a second. The the numbers were incredibly low, but also incredibly close. But to yes. get there, to get to those numbers that were so low and so similar, that's the interesting NXT part. or sorry AEW fell by six times as much as NXT rose up. That's a pretty you know drastic change. Now to be like fair, said, to be AEW fair that fell by over three hundred thousand viewers. NXT went up by about fifty thousand. So you know. now I want I want to be fair though, and I and I do want to be a bit respectful part of the reason for that fall being so big is because of the big outpouring they had last week for the passing of of Brody Lee and all that sort of thing our thoughts are with AEW and the Huber family and all that kind of thing but it's not like so when I say that they fell a lot this week they weren't falling from what I would call their typical week either but it's just it's very very interesting to watch the numbers and it's very interesting to see what you can do I did not expect I, – I figured they would bridge the gap relatively close week to week because of how everything went down. Uh, last week was supposed to be night one of New York, uh, New Year's Smash, and instead it turned into the tribute show, the, you know, the tribute of life. Now, And I do want to say, for as, for as much shit as I dump on AEW, that tribute show was fantastic. Oh, that was one of the best tribute shows I've ever seen. I was an emotional wreck that night. Mm. But – uh, yeah, they heavily advertised everything that happened last night, and it, it you know, I, I really thought that they would have a, a pretty consistent hold on their audience with how stacked that card is. Yeah, but then to be to be fair to both brands, uh, I think real life got in the way as it well. Absolutely did. I got I gotta say number one. I, I gotta say, and uh, I don't I don't know what you want to throw in on, the, on this. I don't want to spend too much time on it. If you guys want my super controversial opinions on stuff, go follow me on Twitter. I'm sure you'll start an argument with me or with somebody that disagrees with me. All I want to say right now to all my friends in the states, anybody near the D.C. area, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's okay. I hope if you're listening to this that you've either avoided it or were nowhere near it. Um, Pretty, pretty shitty times. Pretty shitty times. So hope everybody's doing okay. Hope this gets resolved relatively relatively quickly. And that's just from me, the guy eating the maple syrup, observing from just <laughs> north of you. Well, trust us from uh, you know our, our Canadian brother in arms. It's appreciated. I, I mean, how many people want to move here now? I mean, you guys. I, I, I told you guys. Quite you guys, a bit. You, you guys just need to rent a van, and we'll throw in like Joe and Connor and Kristen and. 
Jake, uh, you're Jake, Guapo. <laughs> um, we'll just get everybody, and we'll bring them all up here, and, and eventually we'll be able to watch wrestling again if the ongoing global situation ever uh, ever relieves itself. We'll have, we'll have the ultimate show. Until then, we get to go ahead and talk about... The next thing that NXT has for us. Yeah, the Dusty Rhodes Classic, the Tag Team Classic, to be exact, because now there's going to be a women's Dusty Classic, and we're we're both quite excited for that. Oh, man. Coming off the back of New Year's Evil, obviously, um, we have the Dusty Classic, which was what we're going to talk about shortly, but in amongst all those announcements was also, uh, as you and I joked about, actually, last year... Uh, that they should do because the women's division is so dense in NXT. You could you could do a you could do a Dusty Classic for the women. I yep. joke I jokingly said it should be the Dusty May, you know, combined like <laughs> combined Dusty Rhodes and May Young. Uh, also, there's a bunch of dirty jokes we could make there if we were immature, but we're not. We'll make them later. Uh, literally, they did it. So literally, in the past week, they've done two things that we called last year. They're doing the women's tag team tournament on NXT. And they put the TNT Championship in AEW on a black strap. Yeah. And it looks good, to be fair. It looks great. looks almost as good as the North American Championship. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, the, the brief mention of the Women's Dusty Cup coming somewhere in the future. Um, reading Twitter today. Uh, cards on the table. We're recording this on Thursday. It's probably going out Friday. Um, they're saying that the teams for the Women's Tournament are going to be announced relatively soon. And as I said to you, I hope they don't overlap. I hope they let the Dusty Cup run its course and then let the other tournament run its course later on so that the two similar uh, similar gimmicks aren't bumping up against each other. Uh, but Robert Stone and Aaliyah immediately hopping on Twitter being like, all right, who wants to be Aaliyah's partner? Yeah. <laughs> My hometown girl needs a partner. It's fine. Uh, what's her name? Green was her partner way, way, way back, and that she went to the main roster and got hurt again. So. Yep. Poor Chelsea. I mean, I just I hope they reach outside. Uh, with the May Young Classic, we know they reached far outside their own rosters to introduce us to new people. I hope they take the the women's Dusty Classic and take the opportunity to do the same. Especially Ima- depending on the number of participants, they might have to, anyways. Yeah, I mean I'm they've a- got a big roster, but they can't use everyone. Yeah, but I mean, imagine uh, here's Aaliyah and the latest acquisition to the Robert Stone brand, uh, Jordan Grace. Yeah, <laughs> or exactly. something to that effect, or yeah. or in a more realistic tone, uh, use it as an opportunity to bring some people over from uh, NXT UK. Uh, our favorite Piper Niven would be a huge shout. Yeah, that and, would be a great get. And for Rob, Robert Stone to be like the the struggling manager guy that managed to get one more over, like like he could be the linchpin of that story actually making sense. Uh, but I, I, I mean, obviously you're going to get Katanzaro and Carter in there. You're probably going to get Raquel and Dakota Kai in there if Dakota Kai ever gets out of the locker. Yeah, uh, someone frees her. I've said been forgotten about. I've said, and I think I mentioned this to you last year. I would love to. See, I mean, as much as we like Raquel, and Raquel's got a rocket strapped to her back at the moment, I would love to see Tegan Knox come back as a heel and re-team with Dakota Kai. I think that team would be amazing. I think you got Indian. Uh, Indian and Candice that are in there, and we have another theory we're going to talk about about that later on. Yes. Um, but no, it's all it's all good. Uh, there, you can't do enough with the like we we love the women's roster. If you guys haven't figured that out already, <laughs> we're doing a spotlight on the women's roster, which is actually eventually going to finish off sometime soon. 
Yeah, hopefully next week or in the next week or so. But to sort of switch, right, uh, to take us into what we're talking about tonight, we, we've done extensive topics about the women's division, and there are more coming, because it is the high point of of NXT. It's the high point of WWE. If, uh, yes. I mean, I don't think there's... I think the NXT Women's Championship, I don't think anybody can deny at this point, is the most prestigious title in WWE. Um... Like, everything else is up to question. I mean, NXT's main title yeah. was in peril for a while. Uh, the WWE title is going to get grabbed up by Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> it certainly seems that, that way, I mean, unfortunately. You know, I mean, there's there, there's even a, over. there's even a little bit of turmoil around the other women's titles on the other shows. The mid-card titles on the main roster are a bit of a joke. Um, the one thing that's been relatively consistent and never really faltered has been the NXT Women's Championship. So, of course, we're going to talk a lot about them. We don't talk a lot about the shortfall of, well, WWE in general, but specifically NXT, which is its tag team division, which makes the Dusty Classic so much better to me. Because it yeah. means at least once a year they take that thing that they don't really pay attention to very much the rest of the year, and they, and they really try um talking about aew earlier the the comparison would be you know they kind of struggle with their women's division they infused the nwa women's championship into there for a bit you got serena deeb and thunder rosa and all that and it's sort of like a it's not there yet but they're trying so credit yeah i mean next week they're gonna have another nwa women's title defense isn't it against take Conti? yes That'll be a good match. So it shut... will be a great match, but I'm just saying, you know, again, to I hope it gets... further bolster your point, yeah. another NWA women's title instead of the AEW women's title. Yeah, but you know what? It was defended, you know, night one. I get that, but it's it's so sparsely seen. I, I love Abaddon. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I I would do terrible, horrible things with Abaddon. <laughs> <laughs> as she would with you as well. It's, well, apparently she'd take a bite out of crime, but... Uh... More than just out of crime. She's taken lessons from uh, Shayna Baszler, except that's like watered down main roster Shayna Baszler, and we don't need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I totally lost my point. Anyways, my point being is they are sort of trying, even if it's not with their own title, to build a women's division in AEW. Counterpoint to that is NXT doing the Dusty Classic, trying to have a tag team division. And they really are trying. We should have known it at the end of last year when they started uh, bringing in a couple teams. Obviously, there's one or two teams that they brought back over from the UK that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, it's like when they bring in extra talent uh, right before the Royal Rumble. It's because they need numbers to make up that Rumble. They did the same thing with the tag division here. One thing I do want to say is this is not the complete field. Um, no, unfortunately not. That's one of the things that we were kind of hoping we would get. Well, they announced eight. By the end of the show, there was eight names announced, and if it was so, an we eight, thought it was a full field initially. And then they started announcing more. So I looked into it, and all speculation leads to it being a sixteen-team tournament. Um, but I mean, I think we have. I think what I have in front of me right now is eleven. So eleven of the sixteen. Obviously, there's going to be some surprises along the way. I'm going to throw out some quick names to you of people that are not on this list that I want to see. Um, I'd always be happy to see Mustache Mountain back. I okay, do. Yeah, uh, that that would that would be obviously a, a great pairing to have included. Main, they already have a history on main roster NXT. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not even like a big ask. 
Um, no, and, and the fans will recognize them, so that, you know that helps as well. They're not someone that hasn't been featured before that you have to work hard to get over. Yeah, uh, the ones that haven't been over that I would love to see come over is Gallus, uh, the, okay, co- the, co- the, the Coffee Brothers and uh, Wolfgang. Any yeah. combination of those three would be fantastic. And to be fair, uh, I don't want to get into like vanilla midget territory, but there's a lot more small athletic people on main roster NXT and a lot more big bruisers in NXT UK. So I yeah, think you could, I think you way. really toss everything. I mean, look at somebody like Killian Dane that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, if he had a tag team partner, I would say bring Dave Mastiff over. Or uh-huh. or or just for the tournament, like if they were going to do an odd couple tag team, can you imagine the team of Dave Mastiff and Bronson Reed? Now, that would be impressive. <laughs> Everybody would die. Yeah. <laughs> they'd, be, mean, they'd be swatting luchadors out of the air. Yeah, it, it was just, you know, two behemoths destroying everything. But yeah, no, I would love to see, because uh, I tried to start watching, as we talked about last year, uh, it's funny to say last year, because it's only been last year for a hot minute, but um, I tried to watch NXT UK when it came back, but I just, with the empty arena, I just can't do it. But Gallus was one of the teams that when I was watching NXT UK were, were a lot of fun. The other ones uh, are not from NXT UK, but they're the ones that have been signed, but haven't really debuted yet is Dez and Wentz from the Rascals from uh, Impact. Okay. Yeah. Um, they came, they, they've been signed. Trey Miguel has not yet been signed. So it'll be interesting to see what two thirds of that old faction will do. I'm totally speculating on this one. I have no idea that this is actually happening, but they have used the Dusty Classic to introduce tag teams before. And I think it's a decent platform to do it. Cause even if you go out first round, you know, the, the person that beat you, might have been the person to go on and win the whole thing. So you could be considered second place. Yeah, and you'd exactly. and you'd still have a spot. I mean and or you establish all the people that go out in the first round and they sort of have like mid card feuds or that's the that's the joy of a tournament is you don't have to make a story or you don't have to make big characters because the tournament is the story and the fact that you want to win the tournament is your character for the minute. Um I don't know. There's nobody else really, unless they they pull somebody totally out of their asses that we don't know is coming. Um, there's nobody else really that I can think of to add, unless they're going to throw together some some total oddball tag teams. Yeah, which which they tend to do, but yeah, um, I, yeah. There's nobody that's even like hinted at being signed that would be a surprise entrant. I, I'm I'm honestly at a loss thinking anybody else. Yeah. Like if I could pull some, like if I could do a little bit of fantasy booking, only because uh, Josh Alexander happens to be still the Destiny, check it off your Spass Phoenix bucket list, World Heavyweight Champion still. He and uh, oh, what the hell is his partner's name? That sucks. I can't think of his partner's name, but uh, terrible with names. The the North, Ethan Page. Yeah. Ethan Page. If, if we could see them come over for a night, I'd mark out, but I'd be marking out because the Destiny champion is, is in NXT. Um, yeah, which, which would be fun, but I don't know if they'd go for it. I mean, there's obviously, there's obviously tag teams in TNA that I would love to see in WWE. Um, or not in TNA, in uh, AEW. AEW? Yeah. Yeah, and in Impact. I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, go back to my old school when I was watching TNA on a regular basis brain. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns would be huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're wrestling in a, in a main event match yeah. coming up at Hard to Kill. Yeah, against. They're in the six-man tag against uh, Kenny and. Yeah. 
the club, however you want to call them now. So the machine guns are taking on machine gun. Yep. Uh, it's almost <laughs> it's almost like there's a bullet club. Fuck me. Four, four, <laughs> four, 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 four life. Except, except WWE has Balor and Styles and Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways, I don't know. I when we get to the odd couple tag team, I really just hope they don't go with the hey, there's Loomis and there's Grimes who's been scared of Loomis for months. That was my worry because Uh, I was going to say we haven't seen the oddball pairing announced yet and mm. that's usually the one that wins and that's usually the one that they tend to push heavily. Yeah, like the Joe Joe Baller team or the Ricochet Aleister Black team. Again, yes, yeah. The Broserweights. Yep, that's three for three. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm hoping we don't, because Maverick and Dane being there. Yeah. But they're, they, they were established as a they're, team. Yeah, they're previously right. established. Kurt Stallion, Austin Gray. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with them being announced. Imperium. I was, I was going to say, let's let's knock out the ones that I'm pretty sure aren't going to win. Uh, give them a little okay. bit of time just because I don't want to call anybody a jobber here because that's not what we're here to do. Um, no. Even though some of them are definitely in that spot. Imperium, I'm sorry. They're great hands. I love both guys. Uh, they have been the bland team that makes you pay attention to their opposition in NXT for months now. Yeah, they're very technically sound, but they are a bit boring, especially without Walter by their side. He yeah. was their main focal point. Not having him really limits their star potential. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, though, because Marcel Barthel, um, I remember I saw him before he debuted on TV. He was in a Toronto NXT house show against Ty Dillinger, and I think oh, wow. it was I think it was the Ty Dillinger like farewell house show loop or whatever, uh, and it, it was really good, really good match. Obviously, Sean Spears as we know him now is incredibly underrated, even in his current uh, current uh, place of employment, and yes. friggin' what's his name, Fabian Eichner, like starved himself pretty much and lost a crap ton of weight to be in the cruiserweight classic you look at him now he's not a cruiserweight anymore no so it's not like these it's not like these guys can't go it's just like they've been like slotted in as the team you put in when you want the focus to be on the other guys yeah they've kind of been neutered and then not allowed to to flourish because they're pigeonholed into those put over gimmicks So I'm gonna make I'm gonna sort of make predictions as we go here. Imperium out in the first round. <laughs> I can see Maverick and Killian Dane. I agree with you about yeah. Imperium, and I can see Maverick and Killian Dane going to the second round and being eliminated. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see. I can see them getting to the first round, and then the second round would be the comedy elimination or yeah. some type of you know kerfluffer. Like Drake Maverick is still the comedy character, but he's he's showing that he's the comedy character that can actually do stuff. Uh, Killian Dane is a wrecking machine. I wish they would just book him as a wrecking machine, but they're putting him in this feel-good story. Like, oh, here's the super friendly guy and the ogre, and he's going to bring the ogre around. And that works, but it only works so much. I think maybe they're out in the second round. I am going to lean on you uh, as my encyclopedia on the two guys that I know the least about on the confirmed list. Um, Yes. 
I, I, I should say in my notes before we get too far into it, I do have a little notation on like what's actually confirmed and what's speculation and what I'm pulling from social media. So Imperium's confirmed, Maverick and Dane are confirmed, Kurt Stallion and August Gray are confirmed. And yes. other than the fact that Kurt Stallion has been on 205 Live and August Gray was there playing a Thatcher student, I don't know much about either of these guys. So I'm hoping you do. I know a little bit, but not much either. Um, let me go ahead and switch my tabs here. So, Kurt, I believe I saw him in, I want to say, it, it's, it wasn't that long ago either. I think it was just being in WWE. I think that's the only thing I remember him from. Think, yeah, unfortunately. I'm trying to think back. I mean, I know we did a lot of stuff in Texas for a while, but... I remember um, Escobar saying, like, oh, I hear there's this nobody named Stallion coming to challenge me for my title next week, and then that got wiped from the following week's uh, yeah, it, it match never... card because all of social media was like, who the fuck is that? And I think they gave him, like, a bunch of matches on 205 Live after that, but... It won't surprise you to know this, Jake. I haven't been paying attention to 205 Live. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, I wish I could follow it more. I wish I had more time because it is a great show. Mm. I don't know. I think with it getting a platform, like, I think you could put, like, a few more matches or a little bit more focus in NXT on that title, and I think you could scrap 205 Live. It looked like that's yeah. what they were going to do. When... I thought that's what was going to happen for a good point in time. And the thing is, too, I was going to mention before, before I forget, uh, Kurt, he kind of reminds me of a better version of uh, Cass from Enzo and Cass. Okay. You know, because he has that big Cass look. No, he's not seven foot tall, but he, he just reminds me that that facial features, that body type. Oh, so more, kinda... more in caricature than in yes, stature. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. But that's who he often reminds me of. But yeah, no, I, I was trying to think back if there's anything that I can place him from before that. And uh, I know he had a few minor matches in 2017 against like Chuck Taylor and people like that, you know, in, in the indie circuits, Matt Riddle. Um, but besides that, I, I didn't see him in anything, you know, predominant. Now, for that reason, because I don't, and I haven't heard much conversation either, other than like, oh, I, you know, there's always going to be the people on the internet that have said, you know, oh, I remember seeing this guy over here or there, like I did with Shotzi and Destiny and whatever. Uh, I've seen conversation like that, but I haven't seen any conversation, like, within the WWE context. So, as, how can I say this? Like, I was talking about Des and Wentz a second ago in my, like, fantasy booking. If they're going to use this as an opportunity to say, look, this is who these guys are, I think they maybe get a fluke victory in the first round, but I don't see much more. I'm like, out in the second round, it's fine. Yeah, um, and, and August Gray, uh, he was actually from our neck of the woods. He started off wrestling at Top Rope where Joe used to commentate. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, he was going under the name uh, Anthony Green then, and... He's had a, a few different names. Angelico Guardian, Josiah Matthews, you know, so he's, he's been quite a few different people, but obviously wrestling now is August Gray, so. Uh, he was he was a champion in CZW for a while, I believe it was, where I saw him at one point, too, beside Top Rope. 
Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, like I say, like when I say, you know, Jake, tell me who the fuck these guys are. Obviously, it's 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 with no disrespect intended. It's just no, the, no. If the if these are the ones you that know I know everybody, I yeah. certainly don't. Well, if these are the ones that I don't know, or if these are the ones that like, hey, maybe the Dusty Rhodes classic is set to be their their introduction, then. There's an intrigue to that. There's a positivity to that, but at the same time, for for the purposes of uh, of an episode like this, where we're trying to preview what they might do, doesn't doesn't give us much to go on. Now, the flip side of that is a team that they've been really good with for a while now that I really like, and their leader already has a title, so we can do that whole belt collector thing, and that mm-hmm. is Joaquin Wilde and Raúl Mendoza of Legado del Fantasma. Yeah. I love these guys as as a trio, as a package. They they have presence. They establish themselves almost immediately. The other two, because their leader already has a title, these guys need to show up and show out. I I wouldn't mind them winning, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think at least quarterfinals. Yeah, I could see that. I, uh, I still yeah, agreeing as I'm drinking something. I agree with everything you said there, though, because I mean they do kind of command your 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 attention and they have this certain presence. I'm just not sure that they're still fully connecting with the rest of the NXT audience. I think they need to stop using them as henchmen. Yeah, uh, is is the big thing? Present them as as well. This this might be able to do it. You know that the Dusty might be able to be the time and place for them to be shown as yeah. more than just sidekicks. I think they need to stop being just henchmen for uh, Escobar. And I think it's important that Escobar's not there with them when they have their matches. So not only are we, like, standing on our own two feet, we're doing it without him. We're, we're achieving on our own. Because, I mean, say what you want to about uh, Escobar, but he... Um, you know, he went through the, the tournament, the, the round-robin thing, whatever they did, and he did, like, with their interference at the end, but he got himself most of the way there yeah, beforehand. Yeah, he got to the end. Yeah, so exactly. as much as you can for, like, a heel team leader, he did grab the belt on his own. His his constituents, his, his running mates, whatever you want to call them, need to do the same thing so that there's a little bit more balance in the team so that it's not just Escobar and his goobers. Um, I still say, like, when, when DJZ came over to WWE, I was hoping it was going to be DJZ, but this has worked. Uh, yeah. To see them work as a trio, I think I think I mentioned to you before, like, if they do some crossover at next year's Survivor Series, I would love to see these guys take on a team like New Day. Like, chari- yeah, chari- fun. charisma for days in that match. Absolutely. Um, I'm just not sure how much Xavier has left. Seems like he's got one foot out the door as G4 is starting soon, and yeah, he's heavily focused on the video game side of things. Uh, speaking of way out the door, uh, speaking of the way, I just should say, Austin Theory and the NXT North American Champion Johnny Gargano are teamed together as well, and I, I, I'm trying to be cautious what I say here because I contradict myself in some sense, but I wanted I wanted them to be included, but I hate the idea of the champion being included in any tournament. Because now the belt's not being defended. That's true. It is you know, true. It's, it's always been an issue of mine. Like, it's not the biggest issue in the world. This belt is defended often, so it, it's not going to hurt it for a couple weeks to have a tournament. And they could be out first round. You know, you never know. But I, I can see them going to the finals. Yeah. 
I uh, the ones to lose at the finals and put over whoever. I will I will say because we're we're gonna talk about them eventually, but I'll, I'll I might as well skip to the point right here right now. I want the final of this whole tournament to be Cole and Strong from Undisputed Era versus Gargano and Theory. Yeah, and I want that's something that I was kind of. I want that to be the implosion. Uh, if they're going to do an implosion of the Undisputed Era, do it there. I'm not saying I want Undisputed Era to split, but if they make the decision that they are going to split up Undisputed Era, do it there. Gargano and Theory have not only the uh, the reputation build of like taking down the big faction in uh, in NXT, but as we've said multiple times last year, Adam Cole is like one of the pillars of the brand. So yeah. for somebody like Austin Theory, who's being drugged along by another one of those pillars, do him no end of good. And I mean, we're assuming at this point that the winner of the Dusty Classic is going to then get a title shot against, uh, Bur- uh, I can speak, Lorcan and Birch. Uh, yeah, and to have what they do. So. And to have those guys go off on each other, it's just going to be like heel versus heel, like who can be the bigger asshole between those two teams could be a lot of fun for the titles later on down the line. Um, I just, everything, everything about the Garganos, uh, we said it before, uh, before we came on live, I would love some type of story where Theory and Gargano win the Dusty Classic, and then Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae win the Women's Dusty Classic. Yeah, and have them pull out the win on both things, and then that could lead into, obviously, that, you know, the finals being, for one anyways, on the Valentine's Day uh, takeover, yeah. I which hope I'm excited that they announced as well. They haven't named it yet. They just put up the generic black and yellow takeover logo for now. Because they're bringing in some old school shit and because they're not going anywhere because they're still stuck in the CWC because of the ongoing global situation. Yeah, we're I, not thinking it. I really hope they just do take over St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I hope so as well. I haven't seen it since, what, 99? Can't wait. Bring it back. <laughs> do you remember the main event of the last St. Valentine's Day Massacre? That was the one with Vince in the cage match, right? That was that was Vince. That was the debut of not the Big Show. Yeah, Paul. Paul White, White with hair. Yes. And jeans. Climbing out of the <laughs> bottom of the ring, throwing Austin <laughs> through the cage. He That's threw threw Austin through the cage. Dot 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 to victory. <laughs> yes, such a great moment. Oh man, remember when wrestling was simple? Oh, that was so exciting. That was, a, you know, all the shock factor you could want. But anyways, yeah, the way in this, they should be the, the shining stars of this entire thing. They really, really should. Um, it's such a good act. Um, I'm going to say this right here and right now. Uh, if Jake wants to jump in and say something, that's fine. This is only for my own sake. I'm not going to talk about everybody right now bitching that Austin Theory is getting a prominent spot. If you want to know why... There are two videos slash podcast episodes on this channel where Jake and I have gone over in great detail the Velveteen Dream situation with the speaking out movement and how it's diff- how it differs from various other things. So to those people that are still coming at me with the Austin Theory bullshit, there are two episodes at your disposal. Go do it. Go look at it. My opinion hasn't changed a bit. Yeah, mine still stands the same, you know, and that, that was the problem that we had for so long is that, you know, WWE didn't do enough to clear some and and did absolutely nothing for others and just the bare minimum for certain people. And, yeah. you know, like Riddle, they just helped barely. 
but they didn't do enough to clear some people's names, and there was too much of a, an issue of you know the burden of proof not being provided. Yeah, I just like the amount of, and I don't want to make this all about Velveteen Dream, but the amount of stacked up publicly available proof available towards Velveteen Dream that I have not seen nearly enough of in some of the other people that we've seen accused makes those situations different. And if you want to say that I'm picking specifically on Velveteen Dream for some other reasons, let me tell you how many ways you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm done. It's a a bad week in the world (laughs) for us to be having conversations like that. But do I think Austin Theory should be held back? Do I think the rest of the people in his act should be held back for, uh, for... potential accusations at this point? No, because I don't believe them. And that's where I'm at. Plus, if they're the, proven to be true, then get them off oh, of TV. Of course. Of course. Well, that goes without the same cranium. That. that goes without exactly. the same Anybody. And it, and it would be the same if somebody could tell me that absolutely every single photo that we've seen circulate online with Velveteen Dream was all photoshopped. I'll take that I mean, back to He too. admitted initially that, that some of the stuff was real, and, you know, that's the problem, so... Yeah. He buried himself first. And and he got a world title shot after that. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to speculate as to, as to why that is. It was, felt almost like February. Just putting it out there. Anyways, <laughs> on to something much lighter. I mean, there's not much else I can say about the way. They're just a fucking great act. Anybody that saw the mix tag with them and Kushida and Shotzi at uh, New Year's Evil... Uh, it's just such a great act, and Austin Theory... Austin Theory is such a, go- a good, goofy heel, too. Like, getting shot in the nuts with, with Shotzi's cannon, and I love Shotzi. Yes, the bias is there. Destiny, check it off the <laughs> list twice. It's fine. Um, it's just such a good act, and they need to... They they have gold in the sense that Johnny Gargano has gold. They have gold in the sense that Candice LeRae has been in that title hunt. But they need... To, to, to establish a team, you need some sort of team achievement. So getting a tag team uh, uh, scenario here, and then again potentially for the women, uh, is is a big thing as far as building that team, building those blocks together. Now, if we were going to take a more serious run at something that was uh, <coughs> not done so seriously the first couple of times around, something like the mixed match challenge, yes. would I put would I put the Garganos in there? Yes. Would I put a second string team of Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory in there? Yes. Uh, do a mixed tag team equivalent of the Finger Poker Doom in the final. I would laugh my ass off. Um, but yeah, this hey, is you know, this is the next best thing to that. <coughs> we kind of got our own Finger Poker Doom from Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I saw Goldberg versus Lesnar at Survivor Series in Toronto. And I missed the whole match because I was reloading my camera. <laughs> yeah, see? Just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're talking about this. We're talking about the Dusty Classic, and we're talking about the Women's Dusty Classic that's coming up and all that sort of thing. The Mixed Match Challenge was done as basically a way for them to get their deal up off the ground with Facebook Live. It was never really treated yes. that seriously. They had a bunch of fun with it. But it's such a, like, especially now that they've elevated the women's divisions so much, because even back then they weren't where they are now. You could no, do yeah. you could do a serious mix-match challenge now. Make yeah, it, now make they it... can do it and have a legit, you know, tournament out of it. As where before, you know, you got what, uh, the final Royal Rumble spot? And I was like... That, yeah, which was cool, dumb, but... because you took out the secret of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you, like... You ruined the, the last entrant, and that was, like, the big surprise. So, 
That's I'm sorry. not a good prize. I know this isn't popular because WWE already has too many titles. You could very, very legitimately have a mixed tag team championship in WWE. Yeah, and that would be accepted. Yeah. I I You could. We don't need any more belts right now. I mean, unify the tag team titles that we've got, unify the mid-card titles except for the one on NXT cuz that's different. Unify the world titles on the main roster and then have a mixed match challenge or a mixed match title that floats. You could do it. Yep. Uh, SmackDown you, will will host the tag team titles. Raw will host the women tag titles. You know, do something like that, and every show gets something. Yeah, I mean, or even if you do have some floating between shows, because yeah, I, I, I will, I would, I would still say too. like keep the cruiserweight championship on NXT because obviously they know how to do it. Bring Jordan Devlin over, have the undisputed NXT <laughs> cruiserweight championship. You could do exactly. a lot, but can you imagine like just off the top of my head using real life as an example? Imagine the finals comes down to something like Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae versus Charlotte Flair and, uh, what's his name, Andrade. Yep. Like, that's reflective of a multi-time women's champion, an up-and-coming, soon-to-be women's champion, two former NXT champions in one match. Like, and as much as you don't like Charlotte Flair, she is a ring general. Johnny Gargano is a ring general. Andrade Almas is not used nearly enough. Candice LeRae, the minute she gets that belt, it's going to be like, why, we did, why didn't we do this earlier? Yeah. Like, exactly. there's so much potential in the stuff that they leave to the side just because fans are going to be like, but it's just another belt. I don't know. I, I, I do agree that there's too many belts, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try new things. No, they can try new things. I just don't want them to devalue it. If, no. You know, treat it serious if you're going to have... Yeah. Well, only you have one of them. Plan for this. Only have one of them and make exactly. it make make it another floating title. Um, but anyways, so that's see again. Uh, like we said in the last pod, look at how much conversation came out of just us talking about the Gargano and company. That's how impactful they are over the entire brand. Um, something that's a lot simpler. Something that I thought was really cool. They are not confirmed for the Dusty Classic, but I'd be really surprised if they hadn't been, because NXT just decided to use them this past week. Lucha House Party. Yeah. I would say they go out in the second round, have them go over... have them go over Imperium or somebody like that to go take on um, uh, Legato Del Fantasma in the second round, give them a win that will really send them on their way. Because they're not confirmed yet, are they? Lucha House Party? No. Yeah, I okay. that that's one literally that's the one that I threw on there as a guess because I don't think you pull them back to NXT for one match. Yeah, but the spacemen Breezango are confirmed. Yes, Breezango. I, I could see them going out first round, unfortunately. Yeah, just because of the placement. This is where we get into one match that actually is announced for next week. We've sort of already talked about Undisputed Era. Um, we could we could do an entire pod just on all the different potentials with Undisputed Era. Uh, Undisputed Era being represented by Strong and Cole this time around, which is the combination that we haven't got yet, which I I, I love the dichotomy, I love the story of that. Um, Kind of a bummer that they're facing Breezango in the first round, because Breezango, they cut another promo, and I think it went out on a WWE.com exclusive or a social media exclusive, and it's just them... Like they're not they're not ranting they're not raving but it's just them having a conversation about like look we we know where we're at we're at NXT we were lucky to get the title shot that we had we know that there's a lot of people that still see us as the comedy guys but like we've been doing this a long time like we we like to have a good time 
but we can still get shit done. Like, there's very much, uh, like, a New Day vibe. Uh, second time I've brought up New Day in this pod. Uh, <laughs> there's very much a New Day vibe to them, because New Day... the power. New Day... But, like, think about it, though. Like, New Day is ridiculous, but absolutely nobody questions their integrity in the ring. I wish a little bit more of that had rubbed off on a team like Breezango. Because I really, like, they are, un- nice. even when they were holding the belts for a little while, it's like, oh, well, they're placeholders, they're bookmarks, you know, they're they're just there for now as a feel-good moment till NXT decides who they really want to put the titles on, like, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, like, that, is that, 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 that is a bullshit take. We went into that triple threat match last year at one of the takeovers on the kickoff, and we're like, well, Breezango's there, and that's great, and it's good to see them on pay-per-view, but they're not going to win. And then they won, and then they got the title shot. And it's like, well, that's really nice. They got a title shot, but they're not going to win. And then they won, and it's like, wait a minute. I'm doing the negative thing that I'm raging against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's no way Undisputed Era is going out in the first round. So Breezango, unfortunately, is back in their Dolph Ziggler role, where they're going to bump like absolute fiends, no pun intended, and make Undisputed Era look even better than they already do. Um, that breaks my heart a little bit, because I would love to see them at least go like part the way through. Like, yeah. last, last in the tournament, just long enough to even... Even even just long enough to establish a feud with somebody that they can go branch off and have. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, they're, they're both so talented, but... Yeah. I don't want to see them as tag champs. Really? I, I wouldn't mind it, honestly. Uh, because you've got, like, you got the, the, the rough and tough team of, of, of Lorcan and Birch right now, and you could see them overlooking Breezango and that being their downfall. And I love a story like that. Um, yeah, take, I usually do as well. Takes takes me right back to Jeff Hardy winning his first WWE title, where it's like, yeah, he's just the third person in the ring. He's just there to eat the pin, except, oh, wait, he won. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me tell you a, a tag team that is absolutely designed to implode, and I'm on, I've only got them on the list because of a video that's circling on uh, WWE.com's, or WWE uh, Twitter, and... It's Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas. Yeah, that's an interesting pairing. It's Swerve definitely doing this heel thing, and he basically... Have you seen the clip? Yes. Okay. So for those of you that haven't out there, it's basically Atlas uh, having an interview randomly, even though he wasn't on the show this week, talking about his loss to Swerve two weeks ago, and then Swerve interrupts. And basically says, yeah, you lost to me, but that was two weeks ago. Why don't we go win the Dusty Classic? And he's just turning into an absolute cock, which is great. It fits with his character, though. There is one particular story that they could tell with this team uh, that could propel them sort of far in, in the in the in the tournament which is the they're a team but they don't like each other but they're gonna one-up each other by what they do to their opponents it's like yeah you thought that was bad watch what i do to them and then they tag out and like i don't know say they're facing drake maverick or something like that right like one of them beats the ever-loving fuck out of drake maverick and then tags in the other one is like yeah you think you beat up drake maverick watch me beat up drake maverick and then (laughs) then they get plowed over by killian dane yeah see that would be funny I, it, it's a bummer because, like, go back maybe two or three months when Swerve was, like, an up-and-coming face, and this we'd be looking at this as one of the spotlight teams to maybe win the whole tournament. Yeah. Now, 
now it's like I say, it's it's the odd couple, I guess, for now until we get another odd couple team announced. But it's it's the team that's designed to fail, and like however far they get when they lose, everybody's gonna be like, well, yeah, of course they lost. <laughs> yeah, no one's expecting them to win. Sadly, I mean, they're they're gonna provide a lot of athlet, uh, eh, athleticism to it. Um, oh, oh yeah, they'll always add something to you know the matches, no doubt about it. But like I imagine not, they're there to take pinfalls. They look I, good and take pinfalls. I don't know where they are in the brackets yet because most of the brackets, like how they match up, still haven't been announced. But if uh, Cole and o- uh, sorry Cole and O'Reilly Cole and Strong beat Brizango. And then the next ones they fight in the tournament are Swerve and Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas are going to make that match athletic as fuck, and it's going to be wonderful. But they're going to go down, and then they're going to blame each other for the fact that they went down. And then they're going to go back to feuding, which is fine. Then the Undisputed Era are going to go on to lose to Gargano and Theory, and then they're going to feud. So all the teams are going to implode by the end of the tournament, and we're going to be back to having no tag team division again. (laughs) Now we'll go back to just, you know, everyone being single stars. Fuck me. So, the other t- the, that was the one match we had announced for next week is Undisputed Era versus Breezango, which is obviously going to bang, and it's probably going to be the main event. The other match that we've got signed for next week is, first of all, we're going to talk about Ever-Rise, because Ever-Rise are like 80s, 90s as fuck, and way over the top, and I love them. I thought they were jobbers, and now they're like one of the biggest boy-popper teams on the brand. Just... Ending off every single like uh, interview or promo or anything. Ever rise rules. Like <laughs> just give them a little bit of face paint and they can be like small ultimate warriors. Like it's basically like their version of oh what a rush. Uh, so over the top. What a rush. They're in the they're in the back talking to management. They want to get like all their losses overturned because of this loophole or that loophole or. Um. Asking the, all the interview girls in the back, hey, you want to go? You got a problem? You want to go? Um, but as entertaining as they are, they are going to lose in the first round because they're going up against the Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah, I don't see how they could beat Drake or Gibson. Gibson and Drake are so fucking good. Gibson and Drake are why I said at the beginning, we need a couple more teams from the UK brand. This is why I say, bring them, bring Mustache Mountain back over, bring Gallus over. Uh, you've already got Lorcan and Birch with the belts, so that's a little bit different. These guys are are just gonna kill somebody. Like, I don't think they're gonna make it to the finals, because I think they're, somebody that they beat is then gonna come back around and fuck them over in, yeah, in some kind of way, shape, or form. But I think quarterfinals for the Grizzled Young Vets. Um, I'm going to the quarterfinals. That sounds fair. Zach Gibson on the microphone, and he's got that, that rich, rich accent. And he's like, we are grizzled. We are soon to... I shouldn't do accents. I'm sorry. For everybody that's listening, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> um, I feel comfortable leaving it there in the sense of... Because we have our three quarterfinalists. We've got The Way, we've got Undisputed Era... And then we said Grizzled Young Vets, and I, I feel comfortable leaving one spot open to see who else they announce. I would say, look, uh, if you want to r- round out the semifinals, I would say Legato Del Fantasma. But, that being said, we don't know who the other four or five teams are going to be. Yeah, exactly. If, so they've, got, if they've got something completely... Open for now. If they've got something completely shocking up their sleeves. And you know what, though? Uh, we, we, we talked about Lucha House Party. Like, I wouldn't mind them bringing, like, another team back, like if, uh, what's his name, 
uh, I can't think of his name because they changed their name so many times. If what's his name comes off the injured reserve list and the Viking Raiders come back just for the tournament, just to fill out some of the numbers, uh, it's yeah, a little bit nice. of like NXT hasn't has only been around about six years, so I don't I, I don't want to use the word nostalgia because it makes them feel old, but it's like you know sort of a homecoming type yeah, of idea. That have graduated out exactly. Um. I mean, they're in different tag teams now, but, like, you could bring back Gable and Otis. Um, That's not a bad idea. I mean, I'm, AJ Styles says that he wants to go to NXT to face Finn Balor. Of course he does. Everybody wants to go back to... Oh, my God, can you imagine a one-time... Just for this tournament, can you imagine a one-time team of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan? Oh, AJ Styles and, and anybody. Bauer, AJ Styles <laughs> and Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles and Adam Cole. You know what? Oh well, Adam Cole's already got an actual teammate, but yeah. just but just still just just throwing it out there. I'm not taking a dig at AEW here. I'm really not. But just to say, fuck Dynamite. <laughs> put the team of Balor and Styles in the dust. Yeah, that, okay. that's immediately as, what I thought as, you were going as, for. As a shot at Cody Rhodes specifically. And at AEW, take the two guys that you have from the Bullet Club that just reformed on AEW and give them the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Championship. Or Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Cup. Because, yeah, exactly. Because there's, there's really, three... Let there's really three, three, that settle in there. There's three levels of brilliance there, honestly. Because what's AEW's thing? Tag Team Wrestling. Mm-hmm. What's Cody's last name? Rhodes. What did they just try to make a big deal of? The reunion of the Bullet Club. <laughs> Actually, I really want AJ Styles and Finn Balor to win the friggin' Dusty Cup now. <laughs> uh, I've worked. I, I've worked myself into a shoot, brother. Um, I, I don't know who else you. Um, you know what? Yeah, I can't think of who else they can really add at this point in time. Like, you know what? You know what? A team, and I, I not. I would I would underline this like just for the tournament and then throw them back on SmackDown. Rudin Ziggler would be good for this. Yeah, um, you could even say Nakamura and um, Cesaro, or Cesaro or Baron Corbin. Oh my God! Oh my God! No, Jake, your winners of the 2021 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Cup. Baron Corbin and Sammy Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd probably mark out if they did it the right way. And knowing NXT, uh. I'm sure it would be phenomenal. I mean, did you hear who Sports Illustrated announced as their top wrestler of the year? Stop. Stop. Did you? Is it what I think? If it's who I think it is, I don't want you to say. Well, was it Sports Illustrated that said Sasha Banks? Yes. This is not the way. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Kingston was number 10, Roman at 9, Ibushi at 8, Io Shirai, Bailey, Kenny Omega, and we have Naito, McIntyre, Moxley, and Sasha. Now, yo, Sasha was impressive this year. Yo, week, no, 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 no. She sucks a good dick. Like, that's the only explanation. Like, she absolutely sucks a good dick. I don't even want to waste my breath on that. That is fucking disgusting. Okay, one last I one. I'm shocked to see her at number one. That's, that's for sure there. That's one last bad. one. 
and I'm I'm careful how I say this because I don't know very much about him, and I know he also has a lot of controversy surrounding him right now, and I know he just left ROH. But if you can find him a tag team partner, what about Marty Skrull? Um, he's another one that is in hot water. I mean, we know with the, the speaking out movement and whatnot, he's got a lot of troubles around him, so he's one I wouldn't touch at this point. I just know that I got to sit front row and see Marty Skrull and Pete Dunne one-on-one for the Destiny Championship. Check it off your Spass Phoenix bucket list for the third time this pod. Yeah, um, amazing, too. I'm, I'm sure that was beyond amazing. And this was my first time seeing him. Oh, was, lucky was, bastard. Was front row having, having a who-can-break-more-fingers match with Pete Dunne. It was fucking great. But no, um... No, find him a par- find him a partner. Like, uh, I know he's already got his own team, but Team Skrull up with Dunn for the sake of the tournament. Like, yeah, exactly. Pete uh, Pete Dunn has awesome luck with tag team partners in the Dusty Classic. You could tell a hell of a story there. Actually, yeah, he could go back in there and get his revenge on Roderick Strong for their history in the Dusty Classic. There's a lot of stories you could tell there. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else. Uh, I want to legitimately be surprised by, like, something totally, totally fucking random. The one the one I came up with at the beginning of the pod now is stuck in my head, the, the Bronson Reed and uh, Dave Mastiff idea, just for something like two names drawn out of a hat. Yeah, um, to get you that random pairing is, like, you know, that we always enjoy, too. But... Uh, Final thoughts that are actually not final thoughts because we don't have all the names, but based on well, what we've least, gotten... Yeah, up until what we have right now, I like the way that we broke it all down, and, and, and I think that it might end in Undisputed Era and the way being in the finals. That really seems like a damn good booking scenario. Unless they come up with something else to surprise us, that sounds good. The way wins? I would hope so. Mm. I would hope so, because, as I said, uh, if they're going to break up the Undisputed Era, this is a great way to do it. But also, I don't want the Undisputed Era to break up. <laughs> so, I would just love, like, they win through mischievous means, obviously, because they've got the girls on the outside as well. And even though, like, because right now, Undisputed Era are kind of baby faces. Uh, so, even if, after the fact, Adam Cole... And and uh, Roderick Strong go to shake their hands afterwards. You know the better man won and all that kind of thing. Have Austin Theory and Gargano come out to do the handshakes back. The two girls come up from behind almost in stereo, shot to the nuts, and they get to stand. All four of them stand over the fallen undisputed era, holding up the the cup as one team. I just think that's a great way to finish it off. Now that I've said that, it's not <laughs> yeah, gonna. Now that I've said that, it's definitely not gonna happen because you're not gonna have like. Fish and O'Reilly come in and have a match against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. <laughs> that could be that could be fun though. That could be a lot of fun. And yeah, I think we've talked the living fuck out of this. We've come up with all kinds of things that are definitely yeah, not going to happen. You know, we covered Zaylee and Boa, and you know, we'll see what happens going forward. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see. What they do with, uh, you know, obviously Saint. That's what it is. Massacre. That's what it is. They've already debuted Zia Lee. 
This is how they're going to debut Boa. They're going to team up Boa with a debuting Marty Skrull, <laughs> and they're going to win the Dusty Cup. Yeah, watch. That was their plan. And the women's Dusty Cup is going to be won by Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard. Let's, hey, now. let's cram all the problematic we can Get into NXT. Get everybody all at once. Oh, my God. I'm super excited about this, and this is just based on what we know so far. <laughs> Anyways, that's about it. you got to take a break and then hop on uh, somebody else's show. So, uh... Tell people where to find you if they don't already know. You can find me on Twitter at Countdown Ended or on YouTube at Countdown Ended as well. Or on the Joe Cronin Show. We go live for pretty much every Raw, SmackDown, and AEW pay-per-view or weekly TV show. All right. And you guys know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. First of all, thank you to Jake. Second of all, subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and Super Sexy Jake are tagging out. Bye, guys. Thank you.